The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. your one hand on your ears or your ear rather on your heart Father let every ear be anointed to hear and let every heart be receptive to receive all that you have we pray now in Jesus name and everyone said Amen you may be seated I want you to take your Bibles and go with me to the book of Acts chapter 3 I had this stirring in my spirit the whole of this week. Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple of the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter fasting his eyes upon him with John said, look on us, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately, everybody say immediately. His feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and ended with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or our own holiness, we have made this man to walk? I want to talk to you about the name of Jesus this morning. The name of Jesus is the key given to every believer. Yet how come is the name of Jesus not used? Or when it is used, it's not used in faith. Jesus is the one that gave the name to the church, that name, Jesus. Saying, look, I want you to use my name. If you use my name, you're going to get all that my name represents. You know, when you look at people in the world, they're always looking for a name of somebody that can, hey, can I... Can I say that you are behind me? Wouldn't it be great if you gave me a letter and you sanctioned me and then they knew, if they know that you're behind me, that's going to make me succeed. Well, what if I told every believer here today, everyone that is born again, washed in the blood of Jesus, that you have been given the name? It's the key that will unlock the door. Because that's what they said here. Why do you marvel? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? 
It's his name. And through faith in his name. That's why there are ministers that use the name they don't see much. And there are others that use the name and they see great results. Why? Is it because God favors one using the name over the other? No, it's the way the name is being approached. The power that is wrapped into that name the name of Jesus, which the devil is very afraid of. That's why he tries to use the name as a cuss word when people stub their toe or hurt themselves. What's the first word coming out of their mouth? You never hear somebody stub their toe go, oh, Buddha. (laughs) Never. Have you ever heard somebody they they knocking a nail on the wall and hit the nail and go, Buddha, oh, Buddha, I hurt myself. Oh, Muhammad. Oh, Confucius. Because the devil's not afraid of those names. But he is afraid of the name of Jesus, which has been given to every single one of you. So say this after me. The name of Jesus is a key that will unlock the door to the blessings and the promises of God. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. That name carries power. Now, somebody who doesn't believe it, they can say the name of Jesus and nothing works. Because you read the seven sons of Sceva tried to cast the devil, <laughs> devil out, of the, out of the guy. And the demons cried out, said, Jesus, we know. Paul, we get into here about who are you? So they used the name of Jesus, but it meant nothing. That's why when you need a miracle, you want somebody to pray with you and for you who knows how to use the name. Can you please pray for me? I'm having a heart. Father, Lord, as we are here, God, if thou would look down upon our dear brother and in thy mercy, Lord, if thou dost deem, Lord, Surely thou shalt do it, and if not, we'll still worship thee. What? That's, that's not anybody who believes anything about the name. When you know the power of the name, somebody said, well, they're dying of cancer. Who cares? It doesn't matter what they're dying of. Cancer is a name, but the name of Jesus is higher than the name of cancer. In the name of Jesus! That's when something is released. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, don't get emotional about it. Excuse you. Excuse you while I deal with this cancer case. See, you're always going to have people that start to attack you. Well, why do you pray like it? Why do you pray fervently? Because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We, we've got to, you know, when somebody's dying, you've got to have a miracle. You know what I mean? Well, for you, it's not an option, but for the guy dying, he needs a miracle. There's some namby-pamby prayer. Hello. Lord, if it be your will, heal Joe. If it's not, kill him. Talk about schizophrenic. So when you read on here, it said, and as they spake unto the, pre- the people, the priest, and the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees, the Sadducees, the Sadducees, the Sadducees, 
The Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them. Now, yeah, they're laying hands on people, but now they're getting hands laid on them. You know, when they come to a rescue, they actually lay hands on you. <laughs> they lay hands on you. I had hands laid on me. And they put you in handcuffs. And they take you away. And they put you in prison. Because you're a criminal. They laid hands on them, put them in the hold under the next day, for it was not even time. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed the number of the men were about 5,000 people. But here's the question that they brought up. By what power or by what name have you done this? Like what power are you using? And they do it today. The moment you have miracles, oh, he's off the devil, I tell you. He's, he, he, it's like, like the devil's running around having healing services for people to get healed. I mean, what, are you on crack? I saw some idiot tweeted it this morning, and, and, and he said, uh, I believe in miracles, just not people carrying miracles. I, I believe in God doing miracles, but I don't believe in any miracle evangelist or whatever. I thought, what? Shut up. What theology do you have to even base that up? God always calls people and sends them out and says, go, use my name. Excuse me, I'm not going to apologize because we go out and actually use the name and we actually get results. Yeah. Somebody said, well, who do you think we are? We know we are nothing. We were, we were lost. We were on our way to a devil's hell, but Jesus came and redeemed us and took us out of the muck and the mire of sin and put us on the king's highway and gave us a name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. And when we go with that authority... Then we see heaven's results. Hallelujah. And that name, Jesus, is for every single person here under the sound of my voice and those that are watching by way of television. You just have to get serious about it. Amen. No option. I'm, I'm, I'm going to use the name, but it might not work. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Don't open your mouth to use the name if you think it might not work. In the name of Jesus. The devil is afraid of that. Now, somebody else can shout that. It means nothing. But you know, that comes from deep down on the inside. How many felt something when I said that? Yeah, because it actually means something to me. It's holy. His name is holy. His name is righteous. His name is pure. His name is above every other name. There is no other name other than his name. They said, you rulers of the people and elders of Israel, be this known unto you and all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Right now, you know, they're coming for the coronation of the King of England, Charles III. He's supposed to be a keeper of the faith, but he's decided to become a keeper of all faiths. So it's to every God now. And it's, he's making those decisions because he wants to be inclusive. He doesn't want any other world religion to be left out. But let me tell you, there's none other world religious figure that went to a place called Calvary that shed his blood on the cross that died for the sins of the world. Not one of them went and died and paid the price for the sin of the world, but Jesus did. That's why his name has power and has authority. And let me tell you, for you this week, you're going to take authority. You're going to take the authority that is yours that's been given to you because you have that name. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Well, then the men of the council got together and conferred amongst themselves. You always got these councils. The councils saying, what shall we do to these men? <laughs> For indeed a notable miracle has been done. But them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. Because God will give miracles that cannot be denied. Expect this week to see miracles that no one can deny. But that it spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them, for they speak henceforth. To no man in this name. Okay, okay. So you can speak, but don't you use the name. That's what they told us when they locked the church down in 2020. Psalm 91, that's not going to work for you. Psalm 23, please. COVID's going to kill everybody that believes in Psalm 23 and Psalm 91. And don't believe in communion. That's not going to carry you. Shut up your face and get out of my sight. You lying devil from hell. You can put your whole life on the Word of God. Somebody say, yeah, but what have you done? Then I go into heaven, believe in God, rather than go to heaven with no... I don't, Lord, I, I, I shouldn't be here right now. I know that you had other things for me to do on the earth, but I didn't really believe in the name, and I do apologize. I'm sorry, I didn't have the faith. What? That's not going to be on your record. That's not going to be on, there will be no river member that will have that ever uttered to you in eternity. You're going to hear these words, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter down to the joy of the Lord. Somebody said, why? Because as your pastor, I'll kick your blessed assurance until you grab a hold of what God's word says. Can you say amen? You start using that name and start expecting results that that name brings. So, so you can't speak in that name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. You know, how many have heard of <coughs> Brother Pastor John Osteen? Okay, his son now passes, Joel Osteen passes Lakewood Church, but that was a big church before Joel took it over. It had about 18,000 people, maybe 20,000, 25,000 people. It's probably got 60,000 now, who knows, whatever, who cares? It's just a big church. But he was such a powerful man of God, and of course in the city of Houston, they invited him to come to this big gathering of people from the city. I can't remember what event it was, but when he arrived, they said to him, now, Brother John, Pastor John Osteen, please, there are going to be many people of many different religions and many faiths. Please, when you pray over the food like we ask you to, do not use the name of Jesus. So he got up there. He prayed the name of Jesus on the placemat, on the fork, on the knife, on the spoons, on the, on the side. It was the name of Jesus on the chicken, on everything on the menu. He got on the elevator one day, and people got on there started cussing Jesus. They were on the elevator. He suddenly lifted his hand. Oh, I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. Thank you, Lord. So they looked at him like strangers. He said, well, you mentioned him. I thought I'd give him praise. See, you don't know him. I know him. I'm going to worship him. The next, they pressed the button, got off of the next floor. Thank God for the name. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge you, we cannot but speak the things that we have seen and heard. So I'm going to warn you now as your pastor, this name is going to stir up some trouble. <laughs> you could get arrested. You might get beaten. So we said, Pastor, you're supposed to be encouraging us here, not, not leading us into trouble. I'm just telling you what the name does. The devil hates it. But look here 
at verse 23. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth, against thy holy child Jesus, and against whom thou hast anointed, both Herod, Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together. For to do whatsoever your hand and your counsel determined before to be done, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings. They didn't say, please take this away from us and let us not be persecuted. He said, grant unto your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. And by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed... The place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with boldness. This week you're going to be filled to overflowing and you're going to speak the word of God with boldness because the name is the key. The name carries power. The name brings results. And the name of Jesus must come from the lips of bold people. There's many people crying for help today. If I can just meet this person, they'll introduce me to somebody else who can really help me. I'm telling you, I'm giving you a solution to every problem that you might face this week. You don't need to meet anybody. You don't need to see anybody. You just have to be on your knees and take your Bible and pray and say, I believe this, Lord, I believe this. Philippians 2 and verse 10 says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. That day will come when everyone will bow. And verse 11 says that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now here's the thing. There might be people on the earth who will never give you access to use their name because they don't know you and they don't know what you're going to do with their name. And they might be afraid of their reputation. But here is Jesus who comes and he gives it to everybody. Think about that. Somebody said, well, isn't Jesus worried about his reputation? Um, he can kind of take care of it. He really is not too bothered about too much. Jesus is not worried like men are worried. I can't, I can't let them use that name. If they use that name, I mean, if Jesus had to be worried about who was using his name right now, The beautiful thing is that he's given that name to you and me. No different than if he came and stood right here and said, and called you by name and said, hey, shout your name out when I say, I'll, I'll go three, one, two, three, shout your name out. One, two, three. I give you my name to use. Me? Just use it. When you get into trouble, use it. Whenever you need help, use it. Whenever you need a miracle, use it. Maybe... Christians don't see 
the name of Jesus working in their life because they keep joking about things that are really holy. That's why I don't pray for sick pretending. I don't like, we, hey, just pray for it. Father, in Jesus' name, amen. If, we, if we're going to pray, we're going to pray. Are you with me? Now, go with me. I mentioned this briefly last week. I want to elaborate a little bit more on it. Go with me to John 16 and verse 23. And 24. In that day you shall ask me nothing. What do you mean? I I need to ask the Lord. Now he said, In that day, don't ask me for anything. Oh, you mean he doesn't love me? That's why he doesn't care for me? That's why he doesn't want me to talk to him? No, that's not what he said. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever you will ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Now, I read this out last Sunday and everybody wants to know what translation is. It is no translation, but this is actually what the literal meaning means. That actually should have been there, but the translators were a little nervous to put it in there because they didn't want Christians to actually think they could actually get what they were praying for. Hello. Verse 16, all things that you ask straightly and directly from inside my name you shall be given. What does Proverbs 18 and 10 say? The name of the Lord is a strong and a mighty tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. So as a righteous person, you are inside the name. Somebody said, where are you? I'm inside the name. Somebody said, when did you get in there? It's a strong and a mighty tower, and I ran into it. I didn't bump into it. I ran inside the tower of the name. I'm shielded by the name. People, you know, get insurance, and it's a shield. Yeah, blue shield. Blue shield. I've got the name. I'm, that's my shield. The name of Jesus. You don't have to stand there. The name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. You don't have to repeat it. You are inside. I'm inside that name. If the devil wants to find me, he's going to have to look for me inside the name. Because the Bible says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge, my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. That's it. The name of the Lord is a strong and a mighty tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Three men from here and three men from here. Quickly come. Well, it's, that's all of you. That's fine. Come here, quick. No, it's come. Okay, stand in a circle. Get, get a tight circle. Not that close. I've got to come inside there. All right. So if this is the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord, like a strong and a mighty tower, the righteous run into it and are safe. The righteous dip right in. I don't have to worry. I can go to sleep. <laughs> He's about me as a wall of fire. No enemy could come through. Somebody said, What's protecting that guy? The name of the Lord. What's protecting those river people? The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? 
Can you let me out now? Okay, thank you. Love you. All things that you ask, greatly and directly, from inside my name, you're going to be given. So far, you have not done this. Is that the church in 2023? You have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask, but it, you didn't even use the name of Jesus. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you give me a miracle. Amen. I didn't hear the name. Did, did I hear any mention of the name? I didn't hear it. Sorry. Ask without hidden motive and be surrounded by your answers. Be enveloped by what you desire, that your gladness may be full. Your gladness. He wants to fill your gladness. There's people that have come here this morning and your gladness is empty. You, you, your gladness is empty. It leaked out last week. Somebody stole your gladness. But he wants your gladness to be full. I think you got it right up front of the service here. He will take some more, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's glad this got full right at the start of the service. So what is he saying to you? I want your joy to be full. I want you as my church, as my children, I want your joy to be full. So let me ask a few questions here this morning. And you have to answer them. You could say amen to it in church because that's what everybody thinks you should do. But I want you to really look inside yourself. Do you have faith in his name? Do you really have faith in his name? Yes. Then change the way you pray so that the way you pray, you pray in faith actually believing that you're actually going to get the result that you prayed for. Otherwise, don't pray. Don't play. Pray. Somebody said, that dude's intense, man. He's not playing around. He's really praying. Yeah, because that's what we're supposed to. And then everybody's shocked when the result comes. I can't believe it. We prayed for somebody and they actually got a miracle. Wow. When I go to places and, and we pray, I don't get shocked at the miracles. I get shocked when we don't see it. I walk out of there, shake my head and go, oh my God. We prayed. We, we couldn't see hardly anything take place. Had a couple of ingrown toenails and one hemorrhoid case. That was it. <laughs> but Jesus could do, could do no mighty work because of unbelief. Are you with me? Right, right. And he was shocked. Jesus was shocked when he didn't see the results. He wasn't shocked when he saw the results. Even when the disciples came to him and said, we devils were coming out in your name. Jesus it was like, wow, that's phenomenal. Tell me what my name did again. Please, can you tell me? Yeah, we use your name and devils came out. Tell me again. Hey, come here. Tell them what my name just did. No, he basically said, so what? I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. He said, don't rejoice over the fact that devils are subject to you through my name. Rejoice over the fact that your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. For every born again believer here today, your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. Number one. Number two, the name of the Lord is a strong and a mighty town. The righteous run into it are safe. You are safe inside the name. Number three, ask without hidden motive. Ask straightly and directly from inside my name and you shall be given. Whatever you ask. 
So do you have faith? Acts 3.16, and his name through faith in his name. 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 Because that's what it's coming down to. It's going to be a showdown at the OK Corral. And the big thing, I don't know when it's going to take place, but you will see it. It started, it started in 2020. It started, it's increasing in 21, 22, 23. It's going to be a total attack against the name of Jesus and the cross of Jesus Christ. And it will cost people their life. But listen, let me tell you, even if they come with a firing squad, we will never denounce his name. We will never renounce his name. We will never back down and we'll never compromise. We will stand up for that name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? So, do you have faith in his name? I want to hear a response. Do do you have faith? I'm sorry, I can't hear you, the reception. Something's wrong with the reception. Do you have faith in his name? I'm sorry, there's there's something wrong with the tower. I'm losing some of the signal. Do you have faith in his name? Well, then let me ask you another question. Would you use it? He says, without hidden motive, you will be surrounded by your answer. You know, on this trip of the six cities we went through, I heard all stories from the early years. <laughs> Stuff I've forgotten about. Maybe I mentioned this last Sunday, but I thought this was hilarious. A pastor who's now pastoring in Brownsville, Texas, he came into the back room and he said, you know, I took you down, he said, to see a dad Victoria. I said, you remember that? I said, yeah. He said, we went down there and had meetings. And he said, you know, the church went through all their preliminaries. Well, there was nobody interpreting for me. I didn't, you know, this is back probably 1998 or something. And it's a big church in Ciudad Victoria in Mexico. And they were doing all this preliminaries. You know, Spanish have all this protocol that they have to do. And this bishop had to get up, and then that bishop had to say something, and then this bishop had to pray, and then this choir had to say something. And all that. So I'm sitting there, I don't know anything. And they're going on for like 40 minutes, 50 minutes. So I left. I'm the guest speaker, but I left. There was nobody telling me. I didn't know anything. I'm just sitting there. I thought, well, they, I'll let them finish. I told the head usher, call me when they call me. When they call me to preach, call me, because I don't know what's going on, and they just blah, blah. I don't know what's going on. At least normally they get an interpreter by you telling you what he's saying and all that kind of stuff. They didn't even do that. I'm just sitting there. So I went out on the street and I found (laughs) they were sending the little fish talkers. They were the greatest fish talkers I've ever eaten in my life. They were the tiny little fish talkers with lime. You squeeze lime on it. You get three. And I got three, then I got another three, then I got another three. And you could pop them in your mouth. And they were like the greatest fish tacos I ever ate in my life. I thought I died and went to fish taco heaven. And so the head usher came, he said, the pastor's calling for you. Where are you? And I said, well, let me finish this. I'm still, I haven't finished. And then I went inside and of course, they were a little upset because now they looks like I haven't been part of the service or whatever, and that I didn't, how am I going to even move in the power of God now because I've actually backslidden and I went and ate fish tacos. So everybody was like staring at me and all the deacons were glaring at me. I mean, I felt so unwelcome. I basically thought, I'm going to go back and get some more fish tacos. 
No, that happened to me. I was in the outback of Australia. And they also, the Aboriginal people, they were doing all their protocol and stuff. So I went outside. I was playing football outside with the kids. They said, and Usher said, they're calling for you. Where are you? I'm kicking a ball. I was playing with the kids outside. They said, where were you? I said, well, you were doing your blah, blah. I sit there. I need that like I need another root canal. Are you kidding me? They said, they gave me the services here at Dad Victoria. You walked down the aisle. You grabbed a man sitting there. And they actually said to you, this man sitting here is on the list for a heart transplant. He's number two in Mexico for a heart transplant. There's nothing they can do for him, and he needs a total miracle. So I come right out to fish tacos. And I put my hand on me. In the name of Jesus. And the power of God hit this guy, and the Lord touched him. He went to the doctor. Now, the pastor's telling me the story. He said, all these years later, he said, I said, what happened to that guy? He said, he went to the doctor. They checked him out. They did x-ray. They, they did whatever, scope thing, whatever. They said, your heart is totally brand new. There is no... You don't... Whatever you needed a heart transplant for, you don't need that. You have a brand new heart, like a young child, and... The pastor said to me, this man is now, is still alive. He's a lot older, but he's the greatest soul winner in the church. The greatest soul winner. That was back 1998. 1998. Twelve fish tacos and the name of Jesus. <laughs> Sorry if I'm making some of you hungry and I... I don't think they have fish tacos today. I apologize. They were the tiny little ones. Who's ever had the tiny little ones? So I want to challenge you this week to think twice before you use the name. But when you use it, Use it. This name will move mountains out of the way. It's not something you just flippantly let roll off of your lips. You actually have to warn the devil. You have to warn people around. I'm, I'm about to. I'm about to unleash. Yeah. Things are, things are going to get upside down here in the next few minutes. I'm going into this church here. Things are going to... Somebody said, we haven't had revival in 30 years. Don't worry. When I walk in there, something's about to happen. Somebody said, why? I'm about to unleash the power of that name. That's what's going to happen in Costa Rica next Sunday night. That's what's going to happen in Costa Rica next Monday night. That's what's going to happen on the island of Aruba. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. And this is not just for one or two. It's not just for one or two or three. This is for every single one of you. Every one of you. From the littlest child to the oldest saint. That name, the name of Jesus. Man, I feel it so strong right now. <clears throat> oh, I feel it so strong right now. I feel it so strong right now. This has been cooking in me the whole week. The Lord said, challenge my people to use my name but to use it with the authority that it actually has behind it. Are you listening to me? Use it with the authority of heaven that's actually behind my name. Don't use it with a religious understanding. Don't use it as you've heard other religious leaders use it. Use it by the power of the Holy Spirit.
Demons tremble at the sound of that name. This very next week, this name of Jesus is going to wreak havoc in the camp of the wicked. This next week, in houses all across the city of the greater Tampa area, St. Pete, Clearwater, all the way to Lakeland, Florida, Polk County, and every place in between, down to Waimama, Waipapa, and every place up and down to the coast, and we're going to see America shaken by the hand of God. I don't care what the name of this individual, I don't even want to mention their names as though their name was some high name. I don't care what other name is mentioned out there of any agency or group of people, but the name of the Lord, the name of Jesus, gives you that power and that authority to come against every plan of the enemy and render it powerless and ineffective. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. If there was a way that I could give you the name that you could actually hold it, and then you could say, it's mine. This is mine. It was given to me by Jesus. He gave me his name. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to use it. No, no, don't use it here. It's going to cause trouble. I'm using it. I'm using it. You provoked me now. You pushed me over the edge. I was being nice to you, but I'm not going to be nice anymore. I'm, <laughs> I will use the name. You foul lying devil of hell. I'm going to use the name. I'm going to use the name. Who are these river people that march through the city? Who are these people that go to concerts and take over? Who are these individuals? Well, they're just ordinary people that know how to use that name. That name that carries power in heaven before God and all the angels in earth before men and kings. That's why they want to shut it down. And then in hell before the devil and all of his demons. It's yours. Belongs to you. Hallelujah. Glory a Dios. Glory a Dios. Thank you, Lord, for giving me your name. Thank you. Thank you for trusting me with your name. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have trusted me with your name, but you did. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Your name has helped me through many trials and troubles and storms. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Can you help me help other people to use your name? Lord, I want to help other people to use that name. Can I, can I help other people use that name? At that name, every cancer cell dies. It dies from the roots. At that name, at that name, that name will carry you this year and next year and the following year. That name will carry you into glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That's all I had this morning. <laughs> but <laughs> I... I'm sorry, I'm sorry for getting drunk on my own message here. I apologize, but this is really strong stuff. In 
the name. In the name. In the name. Man, I'm telling you. Somebody said, couldn't you complicate this any? No. No. It's very simple. <laughs> Can't you make it? Shouldn't you use some more Greek? No. No. It's like Jesus. It's like I heard the Lord say, could you please tell them to use my name? It'll help them. I really want them to use my name. It's going to open doors for them. My name's going to give them great favor. My name will release all the provision that they need. My name will sustain them physically. When doctors have given up on them to die, my name will sustain them and carry them. My name will cause them to be a sign and a wonder in the earth. Thank you for your name. Thank you that you gave it to us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. What a beautiful name. What a beautiful name. One night in 1996 in St. Louis, Missouri, I sang for four hours on the name of Jesus. We went through like 70 different songs. I can't remember. One after the other. But you have to have somebody who can flow with you who knows the songs because some of them were from way back way back when. I think I even sang a couple of the songs that they sang in the upper room. <laughs> Thank God for that name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Across this field today, I want to give an invitation. If you fit into any one of these categories and you that are watching by way of television, Maybe you're here today, you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never said, Jesus, come be my Lord and Savior. I want you to know there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And you don't have to go to a devil's hell because 2,000 years ago in Calvary's cross, the price was paid and the blood was shed. And just like that old song said, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sin is plunged beneath that flood, lose all the guilty stains. Today, the power of sin will be broken. The power of guilt and shame will be removed from your life. You might have come here one way, but you'll leave another way. Today calls you. Maybe you've come here today. You say, Pastor, I gave my life to Jesus years ago, but I've grown cold. I'm not serving God like I should. I have things that have clogged my heart. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, the hidden things that clog the heart of man. But he said, I will take out the stony heart and put in a heart of flesh. Would you let him do that for you today? And say, yes, Lord. I want a new heart. I'd like a new heart, please. Maybe it's not hidden. Maybe it's something outward that everyone can see. And you say, well, what's the use? Everybody knows how bad I am. But I've got news for you. God is a God of a second chance and a new beginning. And he says, come. Come unto me, all you that labor and heaven laden. I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. He calls you. Will you come? Will you say, yes, Lord? You might never have another opportunity. This very day, your life could be required of you, and he calls you. He says, come. He says, come. Maybe you're here today. You're watching by wave television. You say, Pastor. A storm came against my life. A sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that rocked my world. But today, I'm coming back. I want to fall in love with Jesus all over again. 
Will you do that? Will you surrender to him? Will you say, yes, Lord? You can't buy this. It's free. You just have to humble yourself to get it, to say, yes, Lord. And then lastly, if you've come here under this great pavilion and you're watching by wave television and you say, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord. I've served him for many years, but I do not have the assurance. I don't know that I know that I know that I'm a child of God. I want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm a child of God. If this is you and you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you right where you are. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, quickly put your hand up. Say, pray for me. Right now, just raise up high at the back. Another hand, another hand, another hand, another hand. Quickly put it up. Another hand over here, another hand over there, another hand over there, another hand over there. Slip it up high, all the way across the back. Slip it up high, another hand over here. Raise up high, another two hands over this side. Slip it up high and say, yes, Lord. Another hand, dear lady. Anybody else? Right at the back on the far side. Little girl with the hands raised, right at the back. Anybody else? I was five years old when I first raised my hand, walked the aisle. Slip it up high and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, today's your day. You can put it down. You can put it down. I want you to look at me, please, everyone on this field, on this side here, all the way through. You didn't raise your hand, but you want to be included. Quickly put that hand up and say, include me. Anybody else? Slip it up high, the hand at the back. Anybody else? Hand right over here. Thank you, sir. Anybody else? In the middle section here, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Put your hand up right now. Thank you. Anybody else? Anyone else? Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you. Anyone else? This section here. Thank you. On the far side, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Put your hand up right now. Thank you. Anybody else? I want everyone that raised your hand to stand to your feet right now. Even you in your homes to stand. We're going to pray a prayer. Everyone that raised your hand, stand, 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 stand. I'm going to ask you to bring your personal belongings and come stand right here. We're going to pray together. Come, come. Today is your day. Come, come, come stand right here. Today is your day of freedom. Today is your day of liberty. Come. Today is your day of freedom. Come. Today is your day of freedom. Today is your day of liberty. It's a new day. A new day. Come. He calls you. 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 Today is your day. You're not leaving here the same way you came. He calls you now. Follow Jesus. There come out. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. turning back you can take the whole world but give me Jesus you can take the whole world but give me Jesus Take the whole world, but give me Jesus. No turning back, 
No turning back. Now, while they're still coming, let me, let, me, let me say this. Let me say this to you. I've really been pressing in for the Lord to give us the next phase of what to do in the harvest. I'm talking about for Tampa and, and this whole region. And we thank God for all the people, over, what, over 3,000 saved last week. Thank God for that. And that must continue. But I'm praying about what God wants to do here for Sundays for the harvest. How many remember when we used to do the big Super Sundays? Some Sundays I'd have 40 buses running the city. We had to change all of that because of the nonsense of COVID. Some say, well, it's changed right now. Yeah, it might have changed, but as you heard earlier, right at the start of the service, the people actually want to target the church. So I have to do everything to protect the congregation because the congregation is number one importance to us. Are you with me? And then the harvest. So pray with me as I pray, and I'm working. I'm, I've got some things that I'm busy praying about, and we turning over in my spirit about when we're going to kick in with this next level. Amen. Praise God. I want you to look at me. We're going to pray one prayer. One prayer fits all. You watching in your homes, I want as I pray with them, you pray with us. If you mean business with God, God means business with you. And I know that the people standing here today come for the first time. Others have come to recommit your life. Others have come to make sure. And that's fine. If you mean business with God, God means business with you. I want you to close your eyes right now and raise your right hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from. And pray this after me right now. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead, I will be saved. So Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day on. I'll never be the same again. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith, in the finished work of the cross and by the shed blood of Jesus, I'm saved. Thank you, Lord. Now just lift those hands. Father, I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit. That on that day when we stand before you, let not one of these people be missing. I break every bondage, every addiction. Everything that's held them back over the years is broken off of them now. In the name of Jesus. And we set them free. Seal them now. May your fire burn on the inside of them. And burn bright and bright until the day that you come to take us home. 
that on that day, every one of them will hear these words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I want you to look at me as a servant of the Most High God by the power of the blood of Jesus, by the power of the name of Jesus, by the power of the Word of God, by the awesome power of the Holy Spirit. I'll tell every one of you right now, your sins are forgiven you right now. Forgiven. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown or for additional resources, visit Revival.com.